peace, peace. This is Streets, and this is the Love Tirade, episode 36. And for this episode, I have one of my favorite people in the world. Her name is Tanya. Tanya, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. So you got my twins pleasure. and a husband and stuff like that, so I appreciate you. <laughs> hey, you know I'm here for you. Of course. Of course. Um, well, today I wanted to um, center the conversation around really getting out of uh, your comfort zone. And I know I've known you for a long time and I know that you moved to Vegas at a very young age. 19. 19. Yup. That's crazy. Do you, do you remember when uh, the first time we met? Yeah. It was at Ashley's no? Or was it the day you guys, you guys tried to take me out to the club with my fake ID? Uh, I think that was Ashley. (laughs) Such bad influences. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it was at Ashley's house for like a Taco Tuesday, I think. Yes, yes. That's how it all started. Yeah, and I just remember you like busting my ass for like, I don't even know what. <laughs> you just started talking shit to me. And it was like, it was my Sounds favorite like person me. ever. Um, <laughs> but um, I want to start with, because um, I didn't, I've, as long as I've known you, I don't know a lot, a lot about you. And I wanted to know, you're the first, one of the first people I thought about when, moved, when I thought about moving to a different state. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I wanted to know what sparked that idea to move to a different state. Like, was it just school or were you just like, I got to get out of here? Because you're from Reno, right? Yeah. So I just moved to a different city, not a different state. Oh, yeah. But um, I always had a feeling that I just needed to see more. Right. You know, like... I'm Mexican, so I'm not supposed to leave my house till I get married. And then, you know, then I'm leaving to the husband's house. But I always had this feeling that I needed to have an adventure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm always like, I miss independent, but my ass is living at home with my parents to pay all the bills. So am I really independent? Right, right, right. You know, so then it just happened so that I was in a class with two other girls and we were like, Hey, let's go to Vegas and go to UNLV. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And, you know, things fall through these girls and I, you know, fell off, but I was like, I'm still going to do it. Right. Why not? Right. I don't know anyone. Like I'll <laughs> figure it out. You know, right. that's fine. Like that didn't scare me at all. It didn't. No, I don't know why. I was like, sure. I'm going to do it. Let's go. So I I packed up my car. I found an apartment and I moved there at the beginning of June. And I turned 20 at the end of that June. And I was like, all right, let's just ride this out. See what happens. That's interesting. That's so interesting that it didn't scare you. I'm just a big ass scaredy cat. The thought of I didn't leave. I didn't leave um, the state or the city when I first moved out. When I first moved out, I was 22. And that that was, I was so excited about that so I realized everything that came with it. So, like, the bills and, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the washing and dryer oh and all of that stuff. Like, right? It's, like, a whole different ball game. Different. And the only way that I probably would have moved out is having decided to go to Vegas. Because right. if I always, like, if I'm going to move out to an apartment here in Reno, why am I going to do that? I can live at my parents' house for free. No bills, right, right, you know? 
I was like, I don't even have to go grocery shopping. Right. It's like, no, you know, <laughs> I was like, why would I? So that's like me having to leave the city was the only way that I would actually test that independence and that like persona that I was like, oh, I'm a badass, you know, yeah. like, let's see, let's see if you really are a badass. Right, and it was right. like, no, no, you're not. Yeah, I completely wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was not a badass at all. Did you get backlash? Not backlash. How did your parents take it? My parents were super chill about it. I'm very blessed in the sense that my parents have always seen that I'm very strong minded and I just need to write things out for my own and learn that way. So they're like, she's going to do it. So we just have to like have her back. So thank God for them. My parents were like, all right, my mom helped me move down there. And they were always like visiting, you know, like they had my back the entire time. My parents were actually the ones to get the backlash from aunts and uncles who were like, why are you letting her do this? You're not supposed to like, you need to go and bring her back. She's not supposed to leave your house till she gets married. Mm -hmm. You know, like she's too young for this. What are you doing? Like, what is she doing out there by herself? You know, like they were questioning my parents, but thank God my, my mom was like my rock. And she's like, she's going to do it. She's going to figure it out. She's going to stumble, but at the end, she's going to be a better person. And she needs this. Support, uh, that support is so important, especially oh, when you so- move somewhere and you don't know anybody. <laughs> you just, I mean, you moved, you said with friends, but at one point, well, it was supposed to be, but at the end, it didn't work out. So I just moved yeah. by myself. And my mom, like, I'm sure she was, like, freaking out on the inside because she's like, who's, who's supposed to look over my daughter? Right. Like, I can't even have someone be like, hey, can you check up on her? She's not answering her phone. Like, right. nothing, you know? Right. So I'm sure they were freaking out, but they just knew that it was going to be for, like, me getting a better understanding of who I was. Right, right. And that's important, especially at that age, when you're trying to figure yourself out, when you're trying to figure out, um, like you said, what's important to you. I know that um, when I first left the state, I didn't feel like I didn't have that support. Like my dad, first my dad didn't want me to move out. It was like right after my mom passed and all that. So my dad was like, where are you going? What are you doing? You're just making a move without, you know, thinking about it, which I was. But sometimes you need that, though, especially, like, after going what you went through. Right. It gives you a different perspective to life. Oh, it's so, so And And that, that happened, like, somewhat happened to me. Um, You know, like, I moved to Vegas in June, and in August, my first love passed away. Yeah. yeah. So I had to go through that grieving process all on my own. You know, like, I didn't have anybody there. So that totally changed me, too. Because you really learn to, like, just count on yourself because nobody else is there for you. Nobody else is there for you, right. I, I think with, um, in, my, in my experience, I think people were, we, I get the, we get this thing, and I don't want to get too far off track, but we get this thing sometimes when we expect something from certain people. And when you don't get it, it's like, oh, okay, well, the hell with all of them. So I, I put myself in this position where, People were supportive, just not in the way I thought they should support. Oh my so I put god! Myself, yeah, so I put yeah. myself in like this hole, and it's just I'm going through this by myself. And looking back on it now that I'm older, it's like you didn't have to. You know what I mean? So I say that to say, was there any point you were like, "I'm done with Vegas. I'm going back"? 
Or never. did you get like really homesick? Never, 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 ever, ever. I honestly would have not moved back if it wasn't for getting into a relationship with my now husband. Yeah. I would have stayed in Vegas forever. Right. Because, so, you know, like going to that of like having support, but you like feeling that like you don't have it. So you're like, screw everybody. Yeah. For me, it was totally different. It really opened my eyes because when I lived here, I had my little pod. You know, it was like my cousins and friends that I considered family. Yeah. And I was like, this is, this is my rock. Like, there, it doesn't get better than this. Right. So then for me, I was like, well, I'm going to move and nothing's going to change. You know, mm-hmm. like these people have my back when I'm here. I have their back. Like, they're going to come visit me. Like, it's all going to be the same. Like, it's going to be hunky-dory. Yeah. And I think that's why I didn't have such a hard time moving to Vegas because I was just holding on to these relationships. And I'm like, these are the strongest relationships of my life. Yeah. But then I moved And then I went through that grief by myself and nobody checked in on me besides mom, Mm -hmm. you know, and like some of these people were my cousins and I was like, you know, where are you guys at? And I'm bending over backwards, trying to like maintain these relationships and like try to set up like, Hey, like let's zoom at least once a week so we can talk. And honestly, I can count on one hand how many times these people came out to visit me. Yeah. So it changed my perspective on like, yeah, you might be family, but it doesn't mean you have my back. Right, right. That's so true. That's so true. So, you know, it just leaves you with this, like, it was like another part of grief. Right. Because I grew up with these people, like, this was the life that I had imagined for myself. Like, I'm going to go over here, do school, come back. Everything's going to be the same. I'm just going to fall into place to where I was before. We're going to keep it moving. Yeah. And then it, like, just slaps me in the face, like, girl, no, you're not. Right. Like, and then even I moved back and trying to have these relationships with my cousins again, it felt so awkward. It felt so hard. Because you're trying to, like, pick up where you left off, right? Yes. And it's just, things are so different, yeah. So different. So, so different. And I was like, okay, well, maybe it was a good thing I moved because maybe these people weren't writing for me as hard as I was writing for them. Right. I, man, that's great. That was great. I, I think for me, it, cause I moved a lot. Like right mm-hmm. after high school, I went to California for football. Then I went back to Vegas. <laughs> then I moved out on my own. Then I started driving semi. So I moved to Utah. <laughs> You've been went, all over the place. Yeah. Then I went back to Vegas. Then I, then I met, <laughs> met a girl. So I'm going to Seattle. Like, and all of that was me just trying to get away from Vegas just because I just felt I had to be away. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I just wasn't ready. Like, I wasn't mature enough. I wasn't mentally stable enough <laughs> to <laughs> to leave. So that's why when I first met you, um, and I've never told you this, but I, I hella admired you. Because when we went over your house for the first time, uh, me, Ashley, and Nick, I was like, wait, she lived by herself? <laughs> I was like... I was like, wait, she's going to school. She got a job. She'll be by herself. I was like, oh, damn, she's doing it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, I, I was just really, obviously, we were, like, older than you. We're not that much older than you. But I was just, like, proud of you. I was just so proud of you, how you were, like, taking care of yourself. And you had a strong support system, obviously. But you were taking care of yourself. You was handling your business. And to hear you say that, like you didn't get homesick or anything. I was like, like, okay, the running joke with all of us anyways, I'm a softie, so we know that. 
I missed home so much. (laughs) I was depressed that I couldn't come back to Vegas. I didn't have enough money to come back to Vegas. Like, so I'm, I think that's great. I think that's so great that you were able to do that. Well, thank you for that. But you know, I think I never got homesick because I became like, I started to realize that Reno wasn't really home. It was home in the sense that my parents were here, but you know, once, I really realized that those relationships that I was holding on to weren't going to be there. It's like, what's the point of coming back? And, you know, like going through the grief that I was going through, I was also also like, like rock bottom. I was at the lowest point and I was lucky enough to meet Ashley and then like meet you. And it started to feel like home, Yeah, you know, like, you guys didn't have to like take me under your wing and, you know, like make me the little sister and, you know, like build that relationship that we, that you guys have built with me, you know, you guys could just be like, Oh, she's cool. Bye. But you guys like adopted me. And I was like, this is what it feels like when complete strangers who owe nothing to you, you owe nothing to them actually 100% care about you. So then I was like, why am I really, what am I going to go to Reno for? Like this relationship that I've cultivated here, like this is a hundred times better than what I had there. And that's, I think that's just a testament to you because we don't like mess with nobody. honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I was just that little like, little like bug that would not go away. (laughs) Like you guys are trying to kill me and squish me, but she still kept on showing up. You were there like all the time. We didn't care. Like we honestly... (laughs) We honestly did not care, <laughs> but I think um, that's really a testament to the, I see, I see the quote all the time that um, it's not about how long you've known somebody or people you've known forever. Uh, or people you haven't known forever mean more to you than people you know your whole life. Like you see oh, memes sure. like that all the time. And it's so true. It's so true. It's just, you, you were just like family. You just fit right into the family. So, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't no trying to maneuver you a certain way to fit in with us. It was just like mm-hmm. automatic. You know what I mean? And I think that's, um, that's important to have. It's important to have those friendships and that, that, uh, that family. And when you find it, you just got to hold on to it. You got to hold on to it. Oh my God, for sure. Like when the time came for me to decide whether to leave Vegas or not, that was the biggest contributing factor to me. Like if I leave, am I going to lose these relationships the way that I lost the other ones? You know, like I was super sad because you guys had seen me grow up, helped me become the person that I like have become. And I was like, I don't want to lose that. I don't want to go through that grief again. And luckily enough, I haven't like, I might go some time without seeing you guys and life gets busy. You know, we all have our things going on. So we might not talk as often, but when we do, it's like, we've never missed a beat. I've missed a beat. Like, this so is my first like, time seeing you in forever. Like, I know. It's crazy. seeing you in years. Shoot. I feel like the last time we really started talking was like, you know, when you brought this up, the podcast and, you know, yeah. me giving you a little pointers here and there. Oh yeah, you beat my ass. You do. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, like, when I had my, like, situation that, you know, I called you because I was like, I need someone to talk to. And that's a testament to what amazing relationship I was able to create with you. Right, for sure. I was, I was so sad. I didn't even know how to, like, take it when you said you was leaving. 
I was just like, wait. I was like, wait, like, you got a man? Like, wait, what? <laughs> you're like, wait, you're growing up? What? It's just too much, too fast. I, just, I didn't even know what to say. It was weird. God, it was weird, weird for me. I was like, yeah. I, I was prepared to stay in Vegas forever. Yeah. I guess, but, like, you know- in my mind, like, in my mind, it was just like, we were just like, because we were always kicking it and everything. Like, mm-hmm. well, obviously, you and Ashley just built this incredible relationship. I was so blessed. And... Like, we were just, like, kicking it all the time. So, all of a sudden, it was just like, wait, it's over? Like, <laughs> it's just, like, it was weird. I know. I know. Like, God. Even, like, sometimes I'm like, why did I come back? But, <laughs> you know, everything happens for a reason. For sure. and, you know, sure. you again. incredibly happy. Yes. I'm super happy. Like, I've built a life for myself that I never thought I wanted. Right. Like, I honestly think that if I would have stayed here, mm-hmm. my life would not be what it is today. Right, right, right. So, you know, again, like, the moving helped me realize this is what's important. Mm-hmm. This is what I need. Right. And this is how I'm going to achieve that. Funny how when you're young, like, when you're 18, 19, 20, you look at what you think you want in your life. So you, like, envision your whole life for what you want. I'm going to have this, I'm going to have that. I'm going to have this car, I'm going to have this house, kids, family, mm-hmm. like, whatever. Or you had a time frame. Like, did you have a time frame of what you wanted? Like, when you were young, like, did you have a time frame of, I want this by 21, 22, 23? No, not at all. Like, for me, I always, like, felt that I was just going to be a career woman who was going to travel. Right. I wasn't going to settle down because the guys that, you know, like, were potential prospects when I was, like, here in in Reno, I was like, "Mm, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'd rather be by myself than be, like, in a relationship <laughs> with these kind of people. Right. So, I was always going to be Tanya, Miss Independent, took care of herself, who traveling the world, you know, putting little pins on a map because that's where she went. Right. And then I moved to Vegas and, you know, started hanging out with you guys. Like, Ashley and Nick had such a strong, solid relationship. Right. And I was like, damn, I think I might want that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then like little Zoe came into the picture and I was like, oh, I think I can get behind one of these. Yeah. Like, sure. Why not? You know, like yeah. it really started changing my mind as to what I first saw for me in the future. Yeah. Just because I didn't have very solid examples of relationships in my life that mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to go through that. You know, so it's like, yeah. mm, why? Why do it? But you know, you had Ashley and Nick on here, and they're the, one of the most solid relationships it's, it's I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's so crazy how good they are together. And I was like, I want that. Yeah. That's what I want. Like, I finally had that good example because of them. Mm-hmm. And then I also met Cindy, who had her person, and yeah. they were a strong couple. And I was like, oh, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. And that's what started changing my mentality. And I started to think, I was like, well, maybe the type of guy that I always envisioned myself with isn't going to be the one that's going to fulfill me in the way that I want mm. and, like, give me the relationship that I'm looking for. Oh, that's so, so I was like, I need to, like, open up my mind because yeah. it's not going to be this, like, total Hispanic who likes the kind of music that I grew up with. You know, it's going to click into my family. Like, it might be the total opposite. 
Yeah. And lo and behold, my husband is the total opposite of what <laughs> I thought was yeah. supposed to be my kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. So is that, so I guess is that what we would call like lowering standards? Because obviously that's, that's not, that's not a, <laughs> it's nothing to get your husband, I promise. No, no, I totally get what you mean. I think it was more of like broadening my horizons. yeah. You know, because moving to Vegas again made me have to be more open-minded, even though I always, like, pro- like said, I'm the most open-minded person. Like, I always try to be, like, like the least judgmental. Like, we all have our stuff going on. Like, I don't know what happens behind people's, like, behind closed doors in people's lives. Like, mm-hmm. I'm no one to say anything. But, you know, I was, like, out, you prided myself on being that open-minded person. But then, in reality, I had a very select sort of friend of group like group friend mm-hmm. so that we were all the same we were yeah. all of like immigrant parents all hispanic so we always listened to the same music shared the same stories you know we didn't really have the like the white friends the black friends the asian friends to really like round us out mm, yeah. to be like oh you do see a mix of what other people are going through mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, like, I think growing up, I might have known, like, one or two Black people, and then I was, like, predominantly in a white school, but I was, like, I was, like, oh, I'm with everyone. I understand what the, everybody's going through, yeah, yeah. but JK, I didn't, right. you know, <laughs> so it's, like, and I still don't, like, I'm still educating myself on what other people are going through, yeah, and yeah. it wasn't until Vegas where, you know, like, Ashley just took me in, and, like, I started hanging out with you guys, but I was, like, oh, like, this is like what black people are truly like, not yeah. what we see on TV. Right. You know, right, like, right. so I was like, I'm not as open-minded as I thought. So maybe I should open those horizons as to who I date. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Because a lot of it was like, who's going to fit in well with this group of friends that I had here in Reno. Yeah. I remember us having those conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's, Man, that type of self-reflection, that's, like, a lot of people can't do that. I, I'm I'm, thir- I'm about to be 32 years old, and I still struggle with what's wrong with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm obviously I'm better than I used to be, <laughs> but it's okay It's okay to, to look at yourself and see if you're the problem or not. I'm not saying oh. you were necessarily the problem, but it's okay to, to look at yourself and say, okay, this is not how I should think. This is not how it should be done. Mm-hmm. Let me educate myself on these things. And I, that's kudos to you for doing that because a lot of people don't. Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm perfect. I still have, like, my issues. And I've always tried to be a very open-minded person. Like, not – I go through my struggles. Right. And – sometimes I don't show those struggles, you know, like when I was like hitting rock bottom, you guys probably didn't even realize it, you know, cause I just kept it tracking. Like, let's just, I kept on just going with the motions like of what was expected of me. Mm-hmm. So somebody might be smiling, but like deep down they're hurting. They're hurting right? And we, and we have to understand that. So I've always tried to really connect with my compassion, even though sometimes I'm not the best at it. I'll be honest. But again, moving to Vegas brought that out in me because I wasn't in my comfort zone. You know, if I wanted to make friends, I was going to have to figure that out outside of 
my little Mexican group, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. everybody that I was meeting in Vegas was predominantly black, which mm-hmm. I wasn't used to. Cause in Reno, I didn't really see that. Right. Right. So I was like, shit, am I going to like live locked in my apartment because I don't want to open my horizons or am I just going to be like, screw it. Let's right. see where this ride takes. Right. And that's and, what I did. And that's, that's what, <laughs> That's what stepping out there on your own does. It, it like, forces mm-hmm. you to address things. And that's what it did for me. Like, when I left, when I came, when I, when I came back to Seattle the second time, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was still, I still, I was still, like, not necessarily mentally in a great space. I was still kind of depressed, but, like, I had motivation now. So it was like, okay, I failed here the first time. This time I'm gonna get it right. So it was a struggle. It was hard. <laughs> it was a struggle. It was hard. It was a lot of rough nights, um, but it forced me to grow up. It forced me to grow up because I was in this. I didn't, re- didn't realize it until I got older. I'm the youngest of all my siblings, so I was kind of in this sheltered thing with my parents. Like they sheltered mm-hmm. me from a emotionally, not physically. Like, I know how to take care of a household. I know how to pay my bills, the whole nine. But emotionally, they sheltered me a lot. Like, anytime I had an issue, it was like, okay, let's coddle him. Let's make sure he's okay. I didn't go through a lot by myself emotionally. So having that made me grow up. And I think that's why it's so important to leave your home state, leave where you are. Like, it's not going to be perfect. You're not going to have it all together before you leave. Just do it. Just do it because it'll it'll force you to grow up. It'll force you to have these experiences that nobody's ever really ready for. Nobody's ever ready to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody's ever ready for a relationship or a breakup or uh, to get evicted or to, to lose a loved one. Like, nobody's ready for it. Like, it forces you to deal with it. Oh, for sure. I, I 100% agree you know, leaving the way that you and I have to places where we don't have anybody, you lose that safety net. Oh, for sure. So you're just like, well, I guess if I hit rock bottom, there's nowhere else to go but up from here. Right, right. You know, so you start really having to tap into, like, the mental, the physical, the emotional Mm -hmm. parts of yourself Mm -hmm. and figure out what part needs to be worked on. Because, yeah, you know, like, I can figure out how to cook and clean and pay my bills, but am I emotionally and mentally ready for this? Maybe not. What do I need to do to become mentally and emotionally ready for this? Because the last thing you want is to let something like this tear you down. You're supposed to use this to build you up. And yeah, I'm sure I had plenty of nights where I was like, I am so drained. I'm so done. I want to quit, but I just had to keep doing it because I felt like I had to prove something to myself. And I became stronger mentally and emotionally for it because I could only count on myself. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, oh, that's dope. That's a bar. <laughs> that is a bar. Um, what has motherhood taught you about yourself? Patience. I did not realize I had this level of patience. <laughs> I swear to God. I did not. My mom actually, uh, Penelope... Uh, one of my twins was just mm-hmm. throwing a, a tantrum, like flailing on the ground, yeah. 
you know, God forbid I looked at her or touched her because it would just get 10 times worse. And I just sat there and I would just make sure she didn't hurt herself. And I just let her go through those emotions. And my mom was here. Yeah. And my mom was here. She was watching me go through the, like this tantrum with Penelope and I didn't yell at her. I just stayed quiet. And I just, you know, like when she came down, like I rubbed her back, let her know that I was there whenever she wanted a hug. And then I was like, God, I did not know you had that kind of patience in you. You're not <laughs> that person. She's like, I commend you. Like, I wouldn't have that patience. Yeah. And I've really learned that she's only 16 months. So she doesn't have too many words to explain what's going on. So that's yeah. her way of being like, I'm frustrated yeah. or I'm upset or I'm tired. And I'm like, I just have to let her go through it. All yeah. I can do is support her. So I can't get riled up because that's not going to make things better. That's, that's something so like beautiful about that. It's <laughs> 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 something so beautiful about that. She is she um like who's the how are their personalities? Like who's the leader? Oh who's the Ugh, Penelope? She is yeah. a brat and the bully. Oh really? <laughs> oh, oh my god. Penelope is spicy. She definitely only took after me oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm in trouble I'll be honest um she tells brother what it is and how it's yeah. gonna be and it's gonna be her way and poor brother just falls in line he's like all right let's just do it let's just do it <laughs> yeah my little boy Oliver he's just so chill mm-hmm. he loves to cuddle and he's just like hey let's just lay, be laid back like yeah, there's really no nice, need yeah. to go like a thousand miles an hour you know like he's taking his time like learning yeah. to walk and do things like that mm-hmm. Penelope is like nope I got places to go people to see like let's go <laughs> they're total opposites like just by the way they look mm-hmm. you know like Penelope looks like me Oliver looks like my husband personalities 100% different too that's crazy that's it's so, so crazy, crazy. Dang, that's man, it's so crazy just seeing. I be, I still look at Ashley sometimes. Like, yo, like you're a mom of three children. <laughs> oh like, my god! No, yes. you since we were kids, like, and now you're just a total mom and wife, and like it's cra- it's crazy, like just watching her, like sometimes, just like around the kitchen, making everybody's food, tending to the baby, yelling at this one, playing with this one, like it's it's insane. <laughs> I commend I you guys, man. I commend you guys so much. You know, she was a great example, too, because, like, both, like, her first pregnancy and my pregnancy were surprises to both of us. You know, right. we're like, oh, my God, we were not right. planning for this. But, you know, like, I saw how she adapted to it and, like, how she just naturally became such an amazing mom. Like, yeah. it was like she was always meant to be that person. And, like, I would channel her, and, like, I would, like, text her, like, what do I do? Yeah. These kids won't stop crying. I'm going to cry with them. Like, this is just not happening. <laughs> right. You know, so I would try to channel my inner Ashley. And yeah. that's what helped me a lot was seeing that motherhood doesn't have to be hard. Like, it is hard. Yeah. But you don't have to make it harder than it already is. You know, like, Ashley still goes out and, like, we've gone on, like, girls' trips. And, you know, she still takes care of herself. So I'm like, okay, like, yeah, it's hard to be a mom. But yeah. you can also have fun and take right. care of yourself 
and make it all happen because you know and that was another motivator for me to go back to school was like she has three kids and she's doing school you know and all of her kids are different ages so she's like dealing with different schedules i was like at least mine go to like nap at the same time and go to bed at the same time yeah so i can make it happen you know so i was like everything's possible sometimes it's exhausting but it's possible for sure there's I, I saw a quote. I think I posted it on when she first had Zoe. I think it was like Zoe's first birthday. And it was like, there's no perfect way uh, to be a good mother. I know there's no, there's no way to be a perfect mother, uh, but a million ways to be a great one. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a life learning process. You're, you're going to be with these kids your whole life. Oh, um, yes. You know, and like sometimes I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Yeah, you know, like is this what somebody else would do? But I just have to remind myself, like this is what I'm gonna do for my kids and what feels right at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's a trial and error situation. Yeah, they don't come yeah. with a manual of like to get this result, do this. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to just figure it out. And what worked today is probably not gonna work tomorrow because their little personality is gonna be like, Mm-mm, "Lady, oh. we're gonna do it this yeah. way." Yeah. Oh yeah. I see, yeah, I see that firsthand. <laughs> I see that firsthand. Is Do that you, making you want some or not want any? Listen, when I was younger, I always wanted a lot of kids. I was, oh yeah, I want four or five kids. <laughs> um, so there's like two things with that now. Now everybody's telling me, well, you want four or five kids, you got to get a younger girl. Probably True. not gonna happen. Um, <laughs> Me and younger hey, girls. Hey, my husband yeah, I and I are eight years apart, so anything's possible. True, true. That's a good point. That's a good point. And and two, just seeing, I love, I love these kids with all my heart. I don't know if I could deal with it. I don't know, man. I don't know. So I'm still working on me. It's a lot I got to work on. <laughs> I, that's a that's the excuse I use for now. You know, I'm still working on me. Yeah, um, and you should, because <laughs> I mean, kids are a lot of responsibility, and you definitely have to be at a place where you feel 100% with you. Well, maybe not 100, but because kids bring up a lot of other stuff that you didn't realize were issues for you, you know, like relationship with parents or, you know, like issues with the way you were brought up that you never really thought was an issue. But now you're like, oh God, I don't want my kids to go through that. Like, what do I need to do to change it? You know? So you're never going to be 100% with yourself, but you do definitely need to be at least like at a 90 of like, this is who I am this is what I want because these little people are going to come in and they're not going to care if you're ready or not. At all. At all. And it's no they're longer like, about I'm... you. Nope. <laughs> not at all. It's no longer about you. I, um, do you have, I'm, obviously I'm sure you have friends and everything in Reno. Is it hard having a social life? You have twins and a husband. Oh God. Yeah. And then add quarantine on top of that. Oh yeah. It's, there, nobody has a social life. Right now. <laughs> no one. No one has a social <laughs> life. Come on. Right. Um, I do. I try honestly to get out and do stuff that would like make me happy. Um, we just recently moved into a bigger home, and we were lucky enough that we had a um, a group of friends or another couple who have a child two months younger than my twins move in two doors down. Oh, great. So our kids are on the same schedule. So her and I would be like, hey, when they go to like, when they go down for their second nap, let's go to Home Goods. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we get her like we get out of the house. We get to do yeah. some shopping for the new house. Right. You know, we get to like vent to each other. And then um like when I get off early from work, some of my coworkers and I are like, hey, wanna hit up happy hour? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, why not? Let's go. <laughs> you the- know, just little things that make me feel like Tanya and not yeah. like mom. Right, right. That's important. Because, like, especially when we were, like, in complete lockdown, I started feeling like I was losing myself. Really? It's like, yeah. Because my schedule was get up at 6.30, get myself Mm -hmm. ready. Twins got up at 7, do breakfast, play Mm -hmm. time, diapers, nap time, repeat, nap time, repeat, bath time, bedtime. Yeah. So everything was about them. And for me, like, I'm not, like, a hobby kind of person. Like, I can't just go in, like, the garage and do, like, woodworking like my husband does. <laughs> right. You know, like, that's just not for me. I'm more yeah. of a social person. I need to have that interaction of let's conversate, let's have a drink, let's, you know, like, be outside of my house. Right, right. <laughs> so right. it became of, like, who, who am I? Like, who yeah. is this person? You know, like... I was starting to lose my identity as Tanya. Wow. And that really made me realize how important it is to make sure to give yourself that time to be Tanya. Yeah. To be who you were before the kids. Because if I'm not taking care of Tanya, I can't be a good mom who's going to take care of them. Right, right. That's a a great lesson, first of all, in motherhood. And just in general, if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't be who you want to be to other people. You can try mm-hmm. to be. It'll be forced. <laughs> you know what I mean? It won't be yeah. genuine. And at what cost? Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's like, okay, cool. Like, I'm just going to be mom. Screw to whoever Tanya is. And I'm just going to be mom, wife. And that's the most important. Mm-hmm. But then that's eventually going to lead to a meltdown. Yeah. You know, like, am I just going to one day just explode? Right. And right. then who knows what that's going to lead to, you that's, know? Cause like, I don't want to be that person that all of a sudden is just like throws everything <clears throat> out the windows. Like I can't do this. And st- it's wants to stop being a mom and a wife. Yeah. That's, you know what I was reading. Um, I was reading an article. If I find it, I'll send it to you and I'll post it uh, in the description as well. Um, there, this wife, she was in a car accident and she hit her head really hard. She had, they had four kids she was a stay-at-home mom. Her husband worked, and they had a great life. Money, no option. Um, like it was, they just had a great life. So she she was in an accident. She hit her head really hard. She didn't have to have surgery or anything, but she lost like her love for things. So she would still make the sandwiches and make the lunches and. Go through the know, motions. Go through the motions, have sex with the husband, everything. She just didn't enjoy it anymore. And it was just like, that's like scary. <laughs> that's, so, mm-hmm. that's so scary. So like that just, it just, uh, what you just said reminded me of that. That it's just losing yourself. You'll lose yourself if you, you know, if you don't take care of yourself. You mm-hmm. just dive all in without, um, without finding time for you, for your mental space, for your peace, you'll crash and burn. 
Oh, 100%. And I think that goes for anything in life, not just being a mom or a wife. Yeah, for sure. You know, you as a single man, you have your responsibilities. You have things that you are expected to do and get done. But even in all that, you need to find time to take care of yourself and like what's going to make you happy. You know, it just, it's an all around thing. We should all figure out what is makes us happy and make ourselves priority. I think we lose that a lot. And especially in our society, when we're expected to keep up with the Joneses, we're going to work overtime because we need the money that is going to get us this. But in reality, are you enjoying what that money is getting you? Because you're going to have to work more to keep up with that. Especially if you wasted it. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of it turns out to be because you're like, well, I'm going to go buy me this, you know, like as a female, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go buy me this Louis bag. Yeah. But what is that Louis bag really going to get me? Yeah. Yeah. Besides a credit card bill. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like it's not going to fulfill me in any way. So it's like, and then at the end of the day, like my mom's always told me, when you die, you don't take anything with you. None of that with you. None of it. You know, so that Louis bag is just going to stay on that shelf unless yeah. my daughter wants it. Right. So what's the point of it? Right. The memories right. stay with us forever. So I'd yeah. rather spend my money on trips or maybe not work as hard so that I can be home with the kids or right. be home with the husband or have the time to hang out with my friends or mm-hmm. go see my friends because right. that's what matters. That's what's important. That's what's important. Mm-hmm. Do and I'm not going to keep you too much longer. So, oh, you're fine. <laughs> how has quarantine been with the husband? Like, you guys trading off with the kids? Like, everything okay? Not to get personal. Too personal. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> um, so, it Did was... Did it create some challenges? I'll say that. So, we were actually very lucky. So, when we first got, like, into major lockdown, mm-hmm. that, you know, no one was going anywhere. You could only really go out to the grocery store and stuff. Um... It wasn't too hard because leading up to that, um, my husband was working two jobs. So he wasn't home a lot. And then I was working um, part time. So we really weren't, we were like two ships passing in the night kind of thing. You know, we weren't seeing much of each other. And he wasn't really getting to enjoy being a dad and seeing like the twins developing and, you know, growing up. Mm -hmm. So then quarantine happened and it was like a godsend because we, actually got time to spend together right you know like really like figure each other out as parents yeah and figure out who and he got to figure out who he was as a dad and i got yeah. to see that which was amazing to see That's the great. dad he's become That's great. um and now you know like i'm working he's working from home so he gets to take care of the twins so it's like a great like a a burden that would be of like trying to figure out putting the twins in daycare and stuff. We right. don't have to worry about that because he can take care of them. And he's um, almost like a little stay at home dad and he loves it. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy getting out of the house and not being only mom and right. like actually like doing my job. So it's been great. Like we've really like figured out how this parenting life is going to work between the both of us mm-hmm. and what is a good balance. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's taught us a lot. And it's been crazy because I feel like we came into being parents and learning tra- and like learning 
how to be parents right. when the world is falling apart. Oh, that's scary. Oh, God, that's scary. <laughs> it's so scary because I'm like, why did we bring these kids into the world? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> exactly. Why would we and do this to them? <laughs> yes. Like, and it makes you, like, you eval- like reevaluate everything. Yeah. But then like, you learn a lot about the other person as well, like, as to what their priorities really are and what they feel is important in life. Not that I didn't know this before, but I think we all re- have reevaluated what was important yeah. to us. Oh, yeah, for during sure. Quarantine and during this pandemic, sure. we're like, oh. So it's like he's growing up, I'm growing up as well, and learning to become a, a person, a mom during these crazy times. Crazy ass times, yeah. That's, that man, that's, oh, that's crazy. That's a lot to navigate mentally. It is. It, it's so much. And that's, you know, where mental health comes into play as to what do you do to get yourself a break? Right, to right. make sure that you're mentally there because it's stressful, you know, especially like being a parent with young kids. Like, do I let my kids leave the house? Right. You know, do they become recluses because I don't want them to catch this because we really don't understand it. Right, right. You know, so it's like another stress added as to like, what do I do? Like, how yeah. do I survive as a human, as myself? But then how do I keep these two other little people alive? What, what still, is my responsibility to them? Right. Yeah, you right. Can. You still work. You still work in the hospital. Yeah, still work in surgery. Yeah. So, like, is there like protocols you have to go through every day? Uh, yeah. Well, when we walk in, you know, we always wear a mask. We do yeah. temperature checks. If you have the slightest inkling of like I'm not feeling well, yeah. no matter what it might be, like, don't go to work. Right. Just kind of feel out what those symptoms might be, mm-hmm. you know, to go from there. Um, I work in an outpatient center, so thankfully our patients aren't very sick. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, you have to, like, fit a certain criteria in order for us to be able to, like, proceed with your surgery. Right. So that is a bit of a lifesaver there in the sense that hopefully we don't get exposed. But, yeah. I mean, all of our patients get tested, but that doesn't mean that they won't get tested today and catch something tomorrow and then have their surgery the next day. Right, right, right. You know, so we still have to take wow. certain precautions and I have to be constantly monitoring myself like, oh, I have a cough. Like, did I, is it something potentially related to a COVID symptom? Yeah. Or, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. It just wow. makes you wow. so cautious. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Especially it's when you a lot. little kids at home and Oh my oh, God. Man, yeah. That's tough. That's so tough. It's, it's a lot, but then it also makes me be like, okay, like not overly cautious in the sense of I need to leave the twins locked up in the house all the time. Right. 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 You know, like they still need to see the world. For sure. You know, when we were in the first lockdown, we would go on walks around our neighborhood and because you know that's really all you could do right. and the twins would see other people and they would freak out oh really they would get so scared because they hadn't really seen a, another person yeah. they're like oh shoot there's other people out here like this is scary and that's when i was like i can't do this i have to get my kids out there and see that there's a world besides the four walls of the house oh, they live the house. in yeah. so now my husband and i you know, like on Sundays, we'll take them to Costco. 
Like that's like our little routine. Yeah. So they can at least one day a week see like the the uh, the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. How are your parents? Your parents good? They're great, thank God. Just keep working. They haven't been, you know, affected with COVID. Thank God. Oh God. It's crazy how we have to like monitor our parents now. (laughs) I know. I'm saying to stay home and sit down and like. Right, and it's it's like don't go out. I'll get you the groceries. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'll probably have better chances with this than you would. Yeah. And it's just the uncertainty of it all is so scary of not knowing what's really causing it what isn't nobody knows anything we're just exactly (laughs) so that's what makes it worse because you're like if at least if we had some concrete answers we would really know how to handle it right 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 damn man well listen tanya um this is great this is (laughs) i feel like we went on a tangent and like went from like moving to like a whole different no this is great these are the ones i love these are the ones i (laughs) I hate when it sounds so structured and like none of, I'm glad not like none of the ones I posted have sounded like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I warned like, you you were gonna have to cut me off. No. <laughs> it's cool, it's cool. Like it's, I, I love it. I love it. You know what I mean? You could talk for freaking hours. So oh my cool. yes. So this won't be the only time. This will just be part one. This is part two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm looking forward to it. All right, thank you for coming, Tanya. I love you. Thank you for coming. I love you. Till next time. Until next time. Adios.